This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. It's Monday, and I'm Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and I cannot believe it is five days till Christmas. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network, episode 2833, brought to you today by Eagle Equine Products. It's December 20th. Glenn, you got to start making these show notes correct, or I'm going to lose my mind. Every, <laughs> I, you guys, spoiler alert, I read all of this beginning part, and it doesn't matter I forgot what to Glenn change writes. It. Sorry, it is the 20th. I've, it is five read, days till Christmas. Yes, I will read whatever he writes. He could say I'm in, <laughs> on planet Jupiter, and I would read it. So she would. The fact that I caught all of that ahead of time is. I used to mess it. with her, but then she was reading them, so I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm not going to mess yeah, with her anymore." Can't trick me. This it's was not intentional. This one. <laughs> Good morning, horse people. Christmas times are coming. Literally, Christmas very soon. Christmas times are coming, and I know I'm going home. Snowflakes are falling, my old homes are calling. Tall pines are humming. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us this morning. It is only a few days away from the holiday, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that later in the show. But first, uh, news for you. It's that time of the year when U.S. Equestrian is doing the 2021 Horse of the Year and Equestrian of the Year nominees. You can go vote right now. If you're a member of U.S. Equestrian, you can go put in your vote. We normally don't there's – there's a lot of different categories here, but we normally talk about the Equestrian of the Year, and I, I'm going to tell you who the nominees are for that. We have International Equestrians of Honor. We have Laura Kraut. Of course, the jumper, who's done very well. Uh, so she she had a really good year, and so she's up for question of the year. We have Sabine Chukeri, who, of course, did very well in dressage, kind of the Olympics and all that stuff. So she's up uh, for uh, question of the year. Also, Roxanne Trunnell of Paradressage, who I think is still number one in the world right now. So she is up for question of the year. I have to say, I hope she gets it because I would really love to see a para rider get it this year. So those are the three that are up for a question, International Equestrian of the Year. You can head on over and vote. Of course, you can vote for Horse of the Year and National Rider of the Year and all that kind of stuff. There's all kinds of categories over there. But uh, head on over there today to, uh, to do your voting. And I really would like to see the para. So that's who I voted for. Just, just letting you know who I voted for. I mean, you don't tell us who you're voting for for president, but you'll tell us who I'll you're tell voting us, that's for. That's right. Because I'm trying to encourage people to choose the para rider because we love the para riders. So uh, Nikki Porter and Nadine Smith are joining us today. They're the hosts of the Canada Horse Podcast. They're going to tell us about their new book called Riding Through It, Equestrian Women Tested and Transformed. Plus, we have some general horsey talk. We maybe have a list or two and also some question first world problems. And I'm sure none of those involve the holidays. So I'm looking forward to hearing this batch. It's always good Christmas week uh, question first world problems to see what the real problems are that people have. Plus, we have to find out how my race did. Uh, number four, 
the four, you were going to the races, so I told you to bet the fourth horse in the fourth race for $4. So we'll find out how that went as well on this yeah. morning's show. Well, I'll be sure to let you guys know how Glenn did. I'm sure you will. I'm sure I won great quantities of money. Um, so, and also, geez, you guys, the auditors absolutely love Friday's show. Apparently talking about Hallmark movies was a big hit. So we're glad you liked it. Officer, I want to. Oh, wait a minute. Wrong one. That was a mistake. Here. (laughs) You'll hear that later. I want to hear that. (laughs) My trigger finger is happy this morning. I'm just getting it all over the place. Uh, Daily Winnie's happy birthdays to our auditors Sarah Hance, Lori Rodriguez, Tiffany Crumbly, Deb Fry, and Sarah Millard. That's little Sarah. Hey, Sarah, we haven't heard from you in a while. Let us know how you're doing. And we also had some new auditors. Thank you for not making us have a a blank out, a zero week for new auditors. Megan Burleson and Heather Schneider, our driver friend from from the coast here in Florida. So thank you, too, for joining the auditor group. And uh, let's keep it going. We got two more weeks of this year. Let's make sure we don't have any big goose eggs. Uh, So if you've been thinking about coming auditor, go to horseradionetwork.com. Scroll down the right-hand side of the page and click on the auditor banner. One of the things the auditors are going to get is Wednesday night, we're having an all-host Zoom party, which all the hosts from all the shows on the Horse Radio Network are invited to a Zoom party, and we're going to be broadcasting that live into the auditor room. So they just get little extras like that all the time. Well, it's cold here now, and uh, I would like to give my Daily Winnie to Courtney Edwards, who is trying to help me fight the cold. She makes these cool, like, you know, you put your helmet on, and your ears get cold. You know, there's no helmet, like, with ear warmers on it. So then I put that, like, ear warmer thing around my head, but then my helmet doesn't fit right, and my hair gets all messed up. She has invented or created these cool like they're like felt triangle things that attach to your helmet that block out the wind as you're riding and she sent me a pair and they're awesome do they work and yeah I wish I had. they don't yes, look dorky I wish I had. they don't well it doesn't matter how do <laughs> like the rest of me looks great <laughs> like all of a sudden now yeah, I thought about that after I said it, it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! What is she doing with her white socks pulled up to her knees, walking around the barn? And, um, I forgot who I was talking to. I apologize. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not talking to Reese. I'm talking to you. No, yeah. <laughs> this is not this dressage barn. Okay, this is the get, the get it done barn. And so we're getting done with Courtney Edwards' awesome little ear warmers. And Courtney, please send me the link. You know, what? I'll, I'll try to message. Does she Courtney have an Etsy and find page or anything? She, I think she has an Etsy page, okay. and she sells them, and she makes them out of like old material so it's repurposed like it doesn't look old it's just she makes it out of like clothing that so yours are made out of somebody's clothes. old jeans it, pretty much i think somebody's <laughs> skirt uh she nabs it from them when they're sitting down at the movie theater you know <laughs> just cuts off the bottom uh, <laughs> so it's really cool and they're really great and i'll try to get the link to them because uh, uh yeah any anything to to help you know at this time of year Great. Terrific. Well, tonight you have a Zoom, actually, that Joy put together for Retired Racehorse Radio. Apparently, you and some friends are going to have a little holiday party tonight. Uh, And that's going to be broadcast on the Retired Racehorse Radio Facebook page. So that's, what, 6 o'clock Eastern, right? 
Yeah, six o'clock Eastern. Joy and are going to sit down. We might have some wine, you never know. And then we're going to have some of uh, the cast of characters that are, are frequent guests, including Leandra. She's a real popular segment on Retired Racehorse Radio. Leandra Cooper it runs New Vocations, so we always get a training tip and we highlight an adoptable horse and. Uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun, all of us sitting around chit-chatting and talking about the year, and, and it'll be fun, and we'd love for you guys to join us. And you'll be able to see them because it's video. So, Oh, God. <laughs> There's really? that. I forgot That was that. my subtle reminder that you have to get, you have to actually maybe change clothes put before some, tonight. Put some eyeliner <laughs> yeah. on. <laughs> I don't, okay, so tell me, uh, I, you went to the races Friday night. Where'd you go? One of the big tracks in Oklahoma, I'm assuming. Yeah, Remington yeah. Park is a track. <laughs> Why do I laugh every time I hear Remington Park? Was it actually know. started by the gun people? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's Oklahoma Remington. I didn't even think about that. Uh, so Remington had closing night on Friday night, and uh, Horse and Hound will go on uh, the big stakes nights and have a table set up and do some fundraising. So I love to go and hang out with those guys and, and hang out with all the volunteers and everything, and I love to gamble. So there's that. <laughs> so <laughs> I take a, a, a specific amount of cash, but I had to add $4 to my pile, Glenn, because right. I'm not letting you take out my cut. Okay. So I got there actually the third race. They started at five and it was a stakes race night. So there's a lot, like I saw Steve Asmussen again, he hangs out at Remington on stake nights, brought all the horses and pretty much won everything uh, and the whole entire thing. Uh, so I had, had uh, my friend Larissa and I went and I got there at the third race and I, I put like my big bet down. I was like, that's the one. And then I lost and I was like, my confidence was shot. So the next one is one the race fourth. in and you're done. I'm like, oh, because I, I, I have two types of bets that I do. And one is big and one is small. And I put a big one on that one and it uh, didn't work. So the next race, I'm like, oh, I got to do Glenn's stupid $4 on number four in the fourth race. And you're texting me, reminding me, don't forget. <laughs> and then I saw this horse and I was like, no, that one's going to win. Was it the one or the two horse? I can't remember. And I was like, that's the winner. But because my confidence had been shot from the last one, I only did the small bet. And I, Glenn, bless you. Your horse led the entire really? race. <laughs> it breaks out of the gate. I'm usually in last and, place, so this is thrilling. <laughs> well, my horse was in last place, and your horse was in first place, and the four comes around the corner, and there is nobody there. And he, I'm like... Oh my God, I am going to call him because you were at like 15 to one really? and I bet $4. I was like, mom is about to make some money. <laughs> and then Glenn out of nowhere, my horse comes from the back of the pack and it is a dueling stretch race to the wire, neck and neck, stride for stride. And there was like a little head bob here and a little head bob there. And the one that bobbed its head at the exact right time is the one that won. And guess who won? What? My horse! <laughs> Unfortunately, if your horse would have won, I would have made a lot more money. <laughs> But I did my tiny bit. You should have done an exacto there. <laughs> I do, I'm not going to exact a box with your horse. Like, why would I do that? That'd be crazy. But yeah, I bet it was the exacto that I could have actually won for the entire evening. So, uh, pretty exciting. You were just yeah, more, you I, were more excited about beating me than you were winning ten dollars or two dollars on the race, weren't you? 
Yeah, I'm going to need you to, to PayPal me that $4 or include it in my next paycheck because... Didn't I you tell know. you to, to do it to place? Did I say to win? Oh, you said number... <laughs> roll back the tape. The $4 on number four in the fourth race to win. I thought I said place. Can anybody email Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com and let us know whether I said place mm-hmm. or win? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, go ahead. You can email me, actually, because I'll tell you. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you did it. And look, you, it made for a thrilling race. It was very exciting. And I would like to say that. And um, let's face remember, it, it was worth the $4 out of your pocket to beat me. Yes. It's, <laughs> no, you still owe me the $4. You're not getting out of it. Nice try. I tried. You almost went for <laughs> it, it, too. It worth it to you to spend that money for me and lose it. No. How'd you do no, the rest of the not. night? You know, I'm telling you, ever since I read that book, it's called The Body Language of Horses. And it gives you like a, it it talks about the body language of horses, but there's like a a part about picking the winner of the races. And there's a, a gentleman who goes to all the races that works at Horse and Hound, and he is a bloodline and he's a works and he's a bullet work. He's a, he's a guy who looks at the, the form. And then there's me, who I use this book that talks about going to the paddock before because they all get tacked up and walk around and parade around and you see the jockeys get thrown up. Well, this book talks about the body language of the horse in the paddock before the race. And I'm not kidding you. Oh, no, I'm going to tell you who wrote it. Hold, give me a second. It is. Okay. We got a bookshelf. The Body Language of Horses by Tom Ainsley and Bonnie Ledbetter and Betty Fay, our auditor, gave me this book. And it it's insane. It's insane. It's black magic, Glenn. Mm. It is because it tells you what to look for and the look of the horses and like certain areas that they might be sweating and all this. It's pretty cool. And I am like, I'm 90% at this point. Now, I do bet them across the board when play show. So some of them might not win some of them there's a couple of them i'm like that's the one right there well, if you're and doing th- that you're more than likely getting your money back if they come one two or three there's a couple times i because they, they you know and i love it because the 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 guy from horse and hound is like all in his book and i'm like i beat you again <laughs> <laughs> we watch it together and i'm like yes yeah, go 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 and he's like come on <laughs> so i'm just telling you this is well, it's you, black magic you didn't answer my question did you end up up for the night Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Right. I, I when you win eighty to ninety percent of races, like you're gonna, yeah, it was great, it was great. Unless you lose the big ones. The and- problem is, I buy multiple Coronas, <laughs> the beers during the whole night, so I kind of probably maybe lost a little on that and the Uber to get home. is probably pretty pricey, but other than if you just took the racing betting, I am, but I'm, that's I'm entertainment though. That's entertainment money, not betting money. Those are two that's, different piles. That's what I tell myself. Yeah, I do too. That's what I tell myself when I'm, <laughs> when I'm at the it's casino so and blackjack is not going well. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the racing's done at Remington for the year and here's the unfortunate or fortunate part is that there's a lot of racehorses that just went into the rescue. Uh, so I just got two new ones this week and, um, there's a lot more kind of in the pipeline for me to restart. So if you've been thinking about wanting a racehorse, a retired racehorse, 
you can uh, go check out the ones that I have on my page, or you can go to horseandhoundrescuefoundation.com. They have more on their Facebook page is more updated, but mine is flyover farm. Jamie Jennings, certified Monty Roberts instructor, and you can see all the racehorses there. Yeah, I went to pick them up, and there's two. And she she gives me this, oh, God, he's gorgeous, this giant black horse. She's like, you're going to like this one. And I was like, cool. And then we go get the other one. She goes, you don't have to be careful. So uh, <laughs> it's a little bit of both. So we'll, we'll just see what happens. All right, very good. Why don't you tell us about Magna Guard while I get our guests on? Fantastic. Well, Magna Guard helps prevent ulcers and other gastric issues, giving your horse the happy tummy he deserves. Magna Guard helps calm horses in two ways. First, the magnesium in it is a natural calmer and also, it keeps the gut feeling great, which allows the horses to relax. It contains important trace minerals. It's all natural, can be fed continually without negative side effects. You've got nothing to lose. Customers report healthier, shinier coats, less colic, healthier hooves, and overall healthier horses. And there's a discount code. You get 15% off. The code is HRN, and you can use it one time at eagleequine.com. All the products come with the money-back guarantee, and if you're not satisfied, you can contact Eagle Equine Products for a full refund Again, that's eagleequine.com. Well, as I said earlier, we have Nikki and Nadine here of the Canada Horse Podcast from the Horse Radio Network. They have something exciting they want to announce on the show. But first, hi, guys. Hello. Hi. So, Nikki, how's the Canada Horse Podcast doing? It seems like you just started that yesterday, but you're, you have a lot of episodes out now. Oh, my gosh. It feels like it was just yesterday. But, Nadine, am I right in saying that we're a year into it now? Yeah, almost a year. I think we launched our first episodes February 5th, and it's been really great. Yeah, your numbers are good. It seems to be doing well. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And honestly, I feel like we're only going bi-weekly right now because of time. But if we could do this as a weekly show, if we had the time for it, we would absolutely love that. It's so much fun. Yeah, we'd do daily if we had the time, too. <laughs> uh, don't don't recommend daily by the way just saying <laughs> so i'm so proud of your show i got to tune into an episode recently i check in every once in a while i just don't tell you guys um but it's going really well you two work really well together and i think that that's improved over time like it always does oh yes i think that our comfort level uh, just kind of going back and forth together has evolved for sure. And I feel like we fell into a groove with what we really enjoy speaking about together. And I think that that's been highlighted in the show for sure. Yeah, I would agree. And I started off so nervous. And so I, my way to fix that was to basically write everything down that I wanted to make sure that I didn't say the wrong thing or stumble over my words. And I think as we've gotten through it, it's become a lot more authentic. You know, we just have conversations because we understand the way each other speak now and what we want to say. I thought you were going to say the way I got through it was whiskey, but you know, your answer's good too. <laughs> a little bit of wine. A lot. Heavy wine. <laughs> Some good Canadian ale or something, you know. <laughs> So, you know, it's only taken Jamie and I 10 years to get used to each other. So you guys are way ahead of the game. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the book you have coming out. First of all, why did you write a book? And uh, tell us what it's about. Well, it's called Riding Through It. And why would be because I was sitting in my kitchen one day and had this idea hit me that 
normally I get these ideas and I call Nadine right away. And she's always very gracious enough to sit and listen to me. Only this time I was like, and I really want your help with this. <laughs> and so <laughs> she was a little reluctant, but, uh, but I convinced her. And what I felt like was that I had gone through the book writing process already, but I did it alone. And then I did a collaborative book, but I wasn't the lead author of it. And there were certain things that I really wanted to create for other women who wanted to write and be part of a book writing process and also have their words out there. And I just saw an opportunity to do that. And Nadine, I knew would be someone that could be a huge benefit to work with on a project like this because she's so organized uh, and she has the things that I lack. So it was, uh, it was great that she said yes. And it turned out amazing, Glenn. Oh my gosh. I can't wait for you to actually like feel it and see it and, and, uh, and read it. It's awesome. What's it about? So Nikki mentioned that the book is called Riding Through It. And the other part of that is equestrian women tested and transformed. And so there are 17 women authors, and that just happened by chance that it was all women, all people who have and loved horses throughout their lives at one point or another, and have gone through something, whether it be a personal experience, an illness, um, a, losing a horse, and have come out the other side of it better, or or having been helped through the love and relationship of the horse. Would that kind of sum it up, Nikki? Absolutely. Yeah, I really feel like we put out a call on Instagram that just simply said, like, do you have a story to share that helps people see that you've become who you are because of horses? And the response was overwhelming. It was incredible. And like Nadine said, it turned out that all of our authors are women, but that was just because it was the women that when the pressure came on and we were like, here's the deadline, this is what we're looking for the women came and and really showed up. And so it turned out to be an all ladies authorship, but it's it wasn't because it was completely intended to, but I think it worked magically. So what, Nadine, what did you learn doing doing this show or doing this book? What did you learn writing the book? Yeah, well, the funny thing is, is I never set out to actually write a chapter in the book. As Nikki mentioned, I came on to help her with the organizational side of it and as a support and holding the meetings and keeping things on track. And what happened was, is we had our first meet and greet on zoom with all of the authors because we're throughout Canada and the United States. And in hearing the stories, I was so touched by the people that were sharing their stories that I thought, Oh wow, this is really hitting me. Maybe I do have a story to tell. And Nikki was a big part of nudging me along and saying, yes, you do. You can, you can write a chapter as well. You know, Everybody has a story to share. And so in writing my story, I felt like it was a bit cathartic to go through some of my life and my dreams with horses and the challenges and ups and downs. So it was a great process. The cool part is, is that one of the very first uh, messages we got from feedback from somebody who had read the book was about Nadine's chapter and saying, like, I needed to read this. This is my experience. Thank you so much. So very validating when we get those sort of responses back, especially when somebody was a little more reluctant to, to write in the first place. Yeah. So, so, Nikki, what surprised you through this whole process? 
Oh, what surprised me? I would say how easy it was to work with a group of women on a project that had very short timelines. We had 20 women overall with the editor and the formatter and myself and Nadine and all the authors um, work on this. And we set out very ambitious deadlines because we wanted it out for Christmas and we succeeded and everyone was so good. Uh, it was just incredible to work with them. I had some people caution me and say, oh man, this, what you're, what you're looking to create, it's like herding cats. And it really, <laughs> it really wasn't, hey Nadine, it was just everyone, it was the top of their priority list. So everyone just you know, showed up when we needed them to show up and it, it worked beautifully. Yeah. And I, that's exactly what I thought you were going to say when you asked that question. And the other thing would be the quality of writing, because oh. that was the other, that was the other fear is that somebody or a few people might not have the same quality of writing as other people. That's a huge group who were not previous authors and it all turned out really beautifully. So what, so obviously we want everybody to read the book, right? So we, we want that, but who do you think it will benefit the most? Oh, good question. So we will just do a little bit of a, you know, a PSA. We've had some people ask, should I get this for my daughter? Should I get this for my, my writing student? And we will say that it was written by adult women for Essentially, not adult women um, in the sense that men aren't included, but we definitely didn't write it with the thoughts that anyone under the age of 16 would, would enjoy it and want to pick it up. So that would be the first thing. Second thing would be anyone who considers themselves an animal lover um, or someone who has experienced feeling a connection through animals, because really... Yes, it's about horses, but what we speak of and how there our relationships with the, these animals have moved us through difficult situations, that can apply to other animals as well, such as dogs or cats or whichever. So um, anyone who loves animals really and understands the power that their relationships with us have. Very good. And I know that it's available on Amazon.com and Amazon.ca right now. You can get it in Canada, too. So where do they go and what do they do? And also, they can find the Canada Horse Podcast just on any podcast player. So if you've never listened to that, take a listen to that as well. Yeah, for sure. So the easiest way to get it in an efficient time frame is definitely either Amazon.com or CA if you're from the States or Canada. Um, and others as well. It's on. It's definitely available for other countries as well. But if you want a signed copy, you can touch base with any of the authors and reach out to them and say, oh, my gosh, you know, every one of these authors is on Instagram. So if you check them out and and who they are resonates with you, you can order directly from them and have a signed copy from them. So that's always a fun way to be able to say to one of the authors, like, I hear you, I see you. Thank you for doing this. And I'd love to have a copy from you directly. So that's always nice. Very good. And what's your website, Nikki? Just NikkiPorter.ca. And it is available there. And if you do purchase on that website, it will take you to Amazon. Just again, quickest, most efficient way to get it out the door. All right. Great. So thank you guys for stopping by this morning. Appreciate it. And of course, uh, 
Uh, good job also with the podcast this year. I'm, I'm so glad you guys made it a year. You know, people who make it a year normally make it more than one. So that's good. We're glad that's to see that. <laughs> that's awesome. Thanks so much. All right. Guys. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank Happy you. holidays. Well, we hope you guys pick up the book and enjoy it. Uh, I'm so proud of those two. They really worked hard. I remember we had the discussions about starting that show and and how it you know how it's going to go. And I'm just so proud that they're still here after after a year and the show's doing pretty well. I always thought a Canada podcast would do pretty well. Getting ready to turn heads with a beautifully styled, meticulously designed arena saddle crafted from European leather without sacrificing comfort for you or your horse. The classic elegance and unbeatable quality of arena saddles will take your seat to the next level in the ring. Arena saddles are known for beauty, comfort, and practicality. You can't deny these stylish saddles have eye appeal, but you might be wondering what makes an arena saddle so comfortable. Features like ultra-soft seats and knee inserts, a perfectly balanced seat, customizable rider support, and extra protective cushioning to give your horse softness and freedom. That's what makes Arena Saddles the premier choice for any discerning rider. With saddles for every discipline and confirmation priced at just $15.99, there's an Arena Saddle that's perfect for you. Visit arenasaddles.com to view the full range of saddles available and to find a retailer near you. That's arenasaddles.com. Well, I just saw something on Facebook that I have got to share. Okay. And uh, it happened two hours ago to Katie Ruppel down in Florida. She's an inventor. And this particular incident that happened to her, well, with her, has been shared in two hours, 147 shares. And there's 135 comments what? plus what billions happened? of comments on everybody else's page. Okay. <laughs> So Katie posted on her Facebook page, has anybody in Anthony lost a pony? This very bad boy appears to have run away mid clip. Please share. It is a mini that has been clipped halfway on one side and like two swipes down on the other side. And he took off, apparently, down in Florida. And it is these thinking cutest minis that look so ridiculous. Like, he's like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not doing this. And he just took off. And so Katie Ruppel found him and is trying to find his owners. And it is so funny. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody in Anthony, Florida has lost a pony that they were clipping, everybody else knows where it is. Yeah. Yeah. Just go look on Facebook. You can find it. <laughs> Oh my God. That's so funny. great. Minis, they do have a mind of their own. Uh -huh. <laughs> Somebody said, have you clipped it since you, since it got to your place? And Katie had some very choice words like F no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the comments are so funny. They're just like, people are just dying. Did you finish the clip job? No, D they should have clipped in their phone number <laughs> first. <laughs> but if I find out any more details before the show is over, I will bring you the breaking news of Pony. <laughs> there you go. Well, good. I, I'm, I'm, I'll be excited to hear. You know, maybe they got halfway through clipping and said, this is a pain in the ass. We're just turning this sucker loose. Let him go. Yeah, maybe we'll go, <laughs> maybe we'll go to her house. <laughs> Somebody else will take it in. Allie posted this on Facebook. I saw this the other day and wanted to talk to you about it. She said, uh, have a bad ride, a client driving you crazy, a saddle you want, just financially out of reach. I'd like to take a moment to remind you that 
And here's a list that she put together. Hunters and jumpers. We ride horses in circles and jump sticks for a living. And then we let some person tell us how our horse did or did not do. Jump the sticks as pretty as any other horse. So you're right. I mean, pretty much you're going in circles and jumping sticks when you think about it. When you're a jumper, that's really what you're doing. <laughs> and somebody else down. is judging yeah. you. So I mean, there's that. On um, what you're wearing. Yes, and what exactly. Your is and... Dressage. We chart, trot in circles and let someone tell someone else to write down whether or not we are circly <laughs> enough for the circle club. very true eventers we decided jumping out of an airplane without a parachute wasn't exciting enough so we run at mock speeds towards walls ditches and small lakes to see who can do it the fastest (laughs) (laughs) yeah i wonder what there are probably more accidents with uh eventers than there is with skydivers if you think about it well then again with skydiving you only have one accident so, There's a lot more adventures, exactly. They yeah. get weeded out pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, barrel racers. We spend all of our time fine-tuning our ability to turn three times faster than anyone else. It's yeah. true. I'm pretty much that's all you're doing. <laughs> Ropers. We catch calves that are technically already caught. <laughs> that was my favorite. That's my favorite. We catch calves that are technically already caught. That was my favorite one of all. Steer wrestlers. We wrestle an animal that didn't even know there was a wrestling match coming their way. (laughs) God, isn't that the truth? (laughs) This next one's great. Team sorters. Even on our worst day, we didn't spend as much as the cutters. They spend a lot of money for those horses. This Cutters one is so great. We let several people tell us we're better or worse at not letting calves hang out with their buddies. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody that you tried cutting, didn't you? I did. Everybody I did. that tries it says it's a blast. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, it, it just, it's just not in my ballpark of being able to ever afford something like that. <laughs> Um, because not only do you have to have a, like a horse that does it, you have to have cows and things. And then you have to have um, new cows all the time because the cows get used to it. <laughs> yeah. That's why they used a baby buffalo that I was cutting, which <laughs> I thought I was going to die. I love the team penners as we take caught calves and we make them a little more caught. <laughs> and, and all these Western ones make the English ones look a lot more normal. <laughs> Uh, mounted shooters, because we've used this skill ever over the last 200 years. <laughs> Not much, actually, when you think about it. Endurance. Right. We take 10 times as long and 10 times more money to get somewhere an ATV could have brought us. <laughs> That's not as fun, though. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, anything else here? Trail riders. Cheers. Y'all have it figured out. <laughs> I like the Western Pleasure one. Western Pleasure. We poke around at wine-sipping speeds in the equestrian equivalent of a ball gown. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that might be the best one, actually. <laughs> I'll tell you what's been happening in our neighborhood. We live in an equestrian neighborhood that's been pretty sleepy since we moved here. But now that the World Equestrian Center has moved in, it ain't sleepy anymore. So the prices have tripled. But people are... the the. You know, we used to have just snowbirds, which are just old people that came down from Canada and spent the winter here. But now we have horse snowbirds that show up for like eight weeks in the middle of winter. They spend, they're buying these properties now, little four-acre farms for $700,000, $800,000. Several of them now have come in. They've put in all this expensive wood fencing. And right now, wood fencing is 
atrociously expensive. And of course, they double fence everything. So they put in paddocks, smaller paddocks, and they double fence everything. So using twice as amount of fencing. And they literally show up for eight weeks and then disappear. And I'm going, God, there is money in horses somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. How do you make a million dollars in horses? Start with 10 million. Yeah, because uh, they're spending a million dollars on these places between buying them. And these places were gone for 250 three years ago. And they're now spending seven fifty on them, and they're showing up, and we're and it's a fun game for us because the builders show up long before the horse, before the horsemen do, before the uh, competitors do, and we always try and guess which discipline it's going to be because they're all here in Florida now. We got Western, we got English, we got dressage, we got jumping, but we try and tell by the arenas they put in and how the paddocks are laid out. Which ones are which? And sometimes mm-hmm. we're right, sometimes we're wrong. Uh, because a lot of times the footing's not put down yet. And that's the clear giveaway of which you got moving in. Uh, but there's one really? we can't figure out yet. And they eat, this one, even put in all the paddocks, all the miniature paddocks, must be 10 of them. And then they have a barn that probably is about 10 stalls. And then they put up a temporary tent that probably has another 10 stalls. And they haven't shown up yet, so we don't know, we don't know what they are. But Dressage. Yeah, we were guessing that, but the arena is not right for dressage. The arena they built is not right for dressage, so I don't know who it is. <laughs> well, that's know. a fun game. Yeah, it is kind of a fun <laughs> game for us. <laughs> it is kind of a fun game. All right, let's uh, let's get to uh, the song that I put together for the uh, from the past Radiothon songs, and there's two of them today. They're pretty short. Uh, Bill, Officer Bill, put the first one together, and then I found the other of the Hanukkah. Well, actually. It's not really a Hanukkah song, but the other Jewish song that Biz put together, I played the first one last week. I found the other one that she did, and uh, I think you're going to like this one, too. So let's take a listen to old Radiothon songs from the past and go down memory lane a bit. Everybody on the HRN Network, a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I've compiled a few little parodies here to sing to you. Bear with me, this was short notice. You better look out for really bad ads and get them in soon, and you might be glad, because Jamie and Glenn might read them on air. Craigslist is the best place other ads may do. If it is the funniest one, they'll send a gift to you. Oh, you better practice hard. You need to jump high. You need to run fast. I'm telling you why, because eventing season's coming to town. The judges know if you are cheating, they'll know if you're a fake, they'll judge you if you're bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Horse poop smells, horse poop smells, (laughs) it won't go away, oh what fun it is to clean horse stalls every day. Thank you, God bless, and Merry Christmas everybody. (laughs) Hard to be a Jew on Christmas. I'm the only one that's here on HRN. And Jamie and Jen would have just one thing to ask of me, but I couldn't come up with a stupid song that should have pleased. And I desperately pleading, please, Leslie, don't fire me. Cause I'm a Jew, a horsey Jew, on Christmas. Now Hanukkah is nice, but why is it that it comes without those sweet candy canes? And instead of eating them by her 
just is chewing on my sleeve And without the fuzzy sucking My stall front looks quite empty And can somebody please tell me Where to make yarmulkes for horses Cause I'm a Jew A horsey Jew I'd be merry But I'm Hebrew <laughs> On I mean, the fact that she took a South Park song and redid it to make it sound equestrian. Biz, we love you. Oh, my God. And, she, and now that's going to be my head all day. I will. I will. A horsey Jew on Christmas. I like how she said she's the only horsey Jew in, in, at all of HRN, too. So. <laughs> Well, she did the first song, the one I played last week, and then we came back to her the next year and said, now, you're the only horsey Jew, you have to do a song. And uh, she said, and she had the toughest time. She could not come up with one, and she put that together the last night before it was due in, and that's what she came up with. So, good job, Viz. (laughs) See, Viz just does better when when the pressure's on. At the last minute. I'd be married, but I'm Hebrew <laughs> <laughs> on Christmas. So another hit, apparently the uh, the uh, Hallmark movie talk, which we didn't plan last Friday, turned out to be the biggest hit of the year. Uh, yeah, but- I feel like I really missed a big thing Um uh, about that too is you know we we talked about how so many of the women they're high powered attorneys and they go home for Christmas and their car breaks down and they end up like hanging out with the guy bakeries like, <laughs> bakery you know I, I I really failed you guys on the fact that really honestly most of them fall for the guy at that works as a Christmas tree lot oh like, that's it's true always a Christmas tree lot that is true. Yeah. And I, I, I None of those people have I fake see. trees or they never get married. Exactly. You've never, <laughs> girls, that's where you need to find a man, the Christmas tree lot, because that's a guy. Yeah. Um, so I read something, too, and it was like, if you played a Hallmark movie backwards, the lady would break up with the loser that she's dating, go to the city, get a good job, be a high-powered attorney, and make lots of money, be happy, <laughs> <laughs> and wear pencil skirts and high heels. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, the uh, I wanted to mention that another popular thing that we've been doing, apparently, because a bunch of people made the soup over the weekend. Jessica Sackett was on last Wednesday for our recipe of the week, and she brought us broccoli soup. And Jamie and I, neither one of us had time to do it over the weekend because it's been a weekend. And about 10 auditors made it, posted pictures of the soup, and loved it. Apparently, everybody loved the broccoli soup. So good job there, Jessica. And we have another recipe coming up for you this week. And it is a cranberry dip for the holidays. So, oh, that's yeah, actually, this one sounded really good. I want to try it. Because anything that has so cranberries and cream cheese, I'm going to try. <laughs> oh, that is a good combo. So here's the question. Um, so we do on Mondays, equestrian first world problems. And then on Wednesdays, we have the weird news segment and now the rest. And then on Fridays, really bad ads. And then we added this new segment of the recipe. So should we add different regular segments and like get rid of some? So do you guys not like certain segments that we could replace? So let us know. Yeah, let us know. Actually, I am going to do a survey on the auditor room too about the show, what people want to see more or less of. And if one of them's us, then then I guess you're on your own. They kick me out. Just have Mm -hmm. to retire. 
You can do the show yourself. <laughs> you don't like Glenn. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're stuck with that one. Total Saddle Fit. It's one of our our terrific sponsors for many, many years. Are you still using your Total Saddle Fit stuff? Oh my gosh, of course. Total Saddle Fit girth I have uh, for my dressage saddle, and then I have a Total Saddle Fit stirrup leathers, but I use them on my, I have a pair for my dressage and the jumping ones because they're just that great. And people that go from Total Saddle Fit leathers and then have to ride another saddle for borrowing one or whatever, the first thing they notice is the leathers. The leathers are bulky and in the way, and that's one of the things about the Total Saddle Fit leathers you don't have to worry about. They're not bulky and in the way. And you've had yours for a couple years now, right? Many years. Yes. I mean, at least three, two, three years. Are yeah. they holding up? They're like, the, they're the nicest part of my saddle. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. And they also hold up. You know, when we first started talking about Total Saddle Fit years ago, the products were fairly new. So we were curious if they'd hold up. Well, Jamie, there's your proof. They hold up. Yep. Still, that's a, it's the shiny part of my saddle. So if you want to get yourself something for Christmas, head over to Total Saddle Fit. Yeah, the first reaction is, God, these things are expensive, but they work and they last a long time. You so, yeah, you get what you pay for. Total Saddle Fit. Dot com is where you'll find that. Now it's time for this. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. All right, equestrians and auditors and listeners, this is a collection of problems that has been shared around by, uh, actually, I post in the auditor Facebook page on Sunday night slash Monday morning um, to, to have you guys be, you know, it's therapeutic. It's therapy to share your equestrian woes. If you have an equestrian problem, it is a first of all problem. So let it, your freak flag fly here. Can, okay. Can I make a prediction though? I love making a prediction when it's holiday week. Uh, we're going to see a bunch of people saying that they have to visit family and can't be with their horses. Um, we may see one or two of those. <laughs> yeah, All we right. Always do. So Richard sent the first one in, and this is uh, like, I'm not A type, I don't think, but it's bothering me. So I'm going to share it with you guys. He says, First, I want to thank Glenn for the HRN sticker, but it has created a first world equestrian problem. If I put it on the back of my car, I have to find another horsey sticker to keep everything equal. It's off to the left and it's bothering me. You know what? Though? It won't bother you as a driver, though, because you'll be in the car. It's just going to bother the people behind you. No OCD there, huh? <laughs> no, right? I mean, I don't want to be, but some things just. Need to be in their place. Um, some things need to be balanced. Uh, Amy says, I still have never gotten a pony for Christmas, and it's not looking like it's going to happen this year either. What mm. is wrong Amy, with your family? Who is in charge over there? You give it us. should be you. I'll tell you what. Is it Amy you said? Amy, Amy, you give us their phone number, and we'll call them on the show on Wednesday. Amy, give me your address and I'll send you a <laughs> There you go. Perfect. We could do that too. <laughs> Holly says it won't stop raining in Oregon. And all I can think about is that my horses are getting wet and cold. Why must I have a job? My horses need me. Girl, when it rains, I'm just like, I, I twitch because I'm like, they're going to be cold and wet. What is wrong with us? They're horses. They have fur. Han They've been living outside for years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hannah says, I drove four hours across the state just to ride. She has a friend that lives outside of the city. She said, but it's been six months since the last time I rode, and everything hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like getting back on that treadmill. Just just run for four hours at tw you know, 20 miles an hour. Just 
Just go. You'll be fine. Uh, Flossie says, I want an HR and saddle pad so bad, but I spent all my fun money on Christmas presents for other people, and now I can't buy myself one until later. I want it now. <sighs> you think Can that was meant for me? You think that was a hint? I mean, get one over to her. Uh, Kim says, I found the perfect dressage soap bridle, which means it would also be my everyday bridle too. But it's so expensive, and I'm sure my husband would tell me just to order it, but it'll be late after Christmas. And then uh, the reason I need it is because I broke apart and I'm in current bridle, and then I want to get a $350 bridle, but what if that one breaks? <laughs> I know you're like, it's so nice. It's so expensive, but I'm, I'm just going to ruin it. <laughs> I think about stuff. Um, Maya says I got to attend an awesome land safe clinic. You know what those are? Those are the ones where they teach you how to fall off. Yeah. They like, teach you how to be a stunt double. Yeah, basically. She said, she said, I got to attend an awesome land safe clinic this past weekend and I learned so much, but I'm so sore from falling <laughs> off the mechanical horse. Uh, uh, have you ever done that chuck you i haven't done it i mean in real life i've done it yeah, yeah i was gonna say you, you do it in real life you don't need I've you've had a lot of practice in a rotational <laughs> fall of that measure i wish i would have known the landscape thing and i would have tucked and rolled because i didn't i just wham on the ground and i feel like in your um, current position your current job uh you kind of get practice at that anyway so i should host one of those clinics you should say people give me a call um and Mabardi says, we are no longer in drought. I think she's over in uh, on the other side of the country, on the world. Uh, we are no longer in drought, and the grass is going crazy in the horse paddocks. But it's also going crazy in my yard, and now I have to mow. Hey, there's a mini that's on the loose that'll come over and mow all of it for you. No update on the home for the mini, though. I do think Nothing. you might be right. They just, I think they turned it loose and said, go over to that, that inventor over there. She'll take care of you. Yeah, go to Katie Ruppel's Facebook page and see if there's an update, Glenn. Um, Patty says, it has been great weather for riding in December. It's so awesome. But it's December and Christmas, and there's no time to ride. <laughs> see, You're I told right, you. <laughs> I nailed that. We've been doing this a long time. <laughs> Yeah, we might see some more of those. Uh, Laura Laura says, I really want to lose some weight, but I just made a bunch of candy for Christmas, and I'm so damn good at making candy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Amy says, my favorite broodmare was served by my favorite stallion last week, and I have to wait a whole nother week for a pregnancy test, and I don't have this much anxiety trying to make human babies. <laughs> oh, my God. I know the feeling. Uh, did I tell you what happened to me over the weekend, Glenn? No. Uh, with with my broodmare. Yeah. No. Friday afternoon, Friday evening. Uh, no, I went down to feed Friday after the show. And I went down, and uh, Pink is, I, I bring her up, and I look at her every day, check her teats, and then check her hoo-ha, and I'm like, oh, God, there's blood. That's not good. So I, I called the vet, and he's, 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 he's my repro guy, and he's the husband of my my main vet. And um and he's like the kind of guy who's like ah, rub some dirt in it, it'll be fine. It's far from the heart. He's like that kind of vet. And so uh, I'm like, there's some blood. I don't know what to do. And he was like, well, send me a picture. I sent him a picture, and his response is, yeah, maybe you should come in. Oh. And so I turned to Abby and I said, he says maybe I should come in. And she goes, isn't he the one that makes everything no big deal? And I was like, hook up the truck. <laughs> 
So I ran her directly into the vet. He met me at the clinic and she had a Caslix in and like rubbed that and has some varicose veins and it's all this kind of a big bloody gross mess. But the cool news is I got to see the baby. Oh, he had his arm in there and he's like, I think that's a foot. And he goes, ow, it kicked me. <laughs> so it, it so everything's good? So everything is okay. good. Yeah. I've, I've been meaning to say that on the show today because I got a lot of messages about it. Um, so, yeah, everything is good. Okay. Good. Um, but, Amy, I do get it because, like, this whole thing, I mean, when it's your body, you know what's going on. But when it's somebody else's body, you're like, oh, my God, what's going on? And then that other, the uh, other body doesn't want to talk either. They're very quiet, kind of bashful. Kick, yeah. kick you. Yeah. Yeah. Kick you when exactly. you're doing a rectal palpation. <laughs> Um, Serenity says, I've been picking up extra shifts and I've been so tired. I fell asleep and I missed a Christmas concert. You can Serenity, watch it on replay. You, yeah, you can, but you're not going to win that win tag. Somebody else. that is true. Uh, That's, that is a problem. Yeah. Carrie says, I had a professional photographer out to take some photos of my horse, but like, I don't know which photo to share first because they're all so pretty. <laughs> um, Patty, this sucks. I mean, it's good and bad. I'm heading out to pick up a new horse today. Yay! Except I couldn't find childcare, so I have to take my three-year-old with me. Twelve hours of driving. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'd, I'd have that horse shipped. <laughs> There's haulers that do that. Yeah. Um, Margaret says only five days until Christmas. <laughs> this is another one. Only five days until Christmas, and none of my family's gifts are wrapped and in the mail because I spent too much time at the barn. <laughs> <laughs> so she fought through the pain, Glenn. She just went to the barn and said, screw the rest of you. Um, I kind of feel like we should exempt all horse women from the Christmas obligations. Parties, gifts. God, yeah. I know. Mm. I'd really like that. That'd be cool. Um, this is a very scary situation going on right now, Glenn. Have you heard about this? Lack of candy cane in the U.S. fueled low an, peppermint harvests. I read an article about it, but I I was like, and then I tried to remember whether I've seen any at the store, and I don't think I have. Alicia says it's almost Christmas time, and there could be a peppermint shortage, and no pony should miss out on their Christmas treats. I didn't re I didn't realize why there was a lack of candy canes, but um. I guess there was. So, yeah, because usually when you walk in the grocery store, there's this huge display right as you walk in with a million candy canes. And I have not seen that. Do they actually harvest peppermint for those or is it corn syrup? I, like, I, I don't know. I didn't think there was actual peppermint in it. Peppermint, know, right? because it usually says peppermint flavoring and, and you They're don't know just what trying that is. To get us all run to the store and hoard you know, toilet paper. Do you know again. what else we learned yesterday? We had some time to kill in between uh, errands in town. And I said, ah, stop at the furniture store. We haven't been to a furniture store in forever. I don't know why. It's just a good place to kill time. And we were walking around the furniture store, and it is true. You can't get furniture. We heard of the salespeople talking to people, and everything everybody looked at was three to six months. Yeah, when we were hot tub shopping, uh, we were looking for a hot tub, but Chad was trying to get me one for my birthday, and we walked in one, they were like, well, we got a spot, it'll come in in March. And I was like, I don't want a hot tub in March, I want a hot tub <laughs> now. Now. <laughs> it is true, though, it, apparently furniture is the same way as everything else, you can't get it. And then the other well, we thing did. we were shocked at is we haven't been in an actual, like, real furniture store in a long time that actually has, like, real furniture. I mean, like not IKEA. IKEA, right, <laughs> not IKEA, like, one that has stuff. Furniture is expensive. Holy crap. 
It's expensive. Yeah, that's that's been a thing for a while. <laughs> um, Katie says, I just bought my daughter this really nice Ariat shirt for Christmas, but I love it so much. I wish it was mine. <laughs> it is a cool shirt. I want one of those too. Um, Ursina says, we found a Christmas pony for the neighbor's little girl. Yay. But now she won't be coming over to groom the burrs out of my horses anymore in exchange for riding time. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did tell somebody, I was like, they want to come over and like this gypsy that I have in training. They're like, I want to come over and braid its mane. And I was like, yeah, you can do that. And also if the Andalusian that's standing in the, the barn would appreciate that as well. Uh, <laughs> nobody had time for that. Um, Summer says, I got a new round bale for my crew and it's great, but now my horses don't even care when I get there. I don't get my Winnie greetings because they already have food. <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> um, let's see. Time for one more? Yep, one more. Oh, I have so many good ones there still. Uh, Laura says, let's go with Laura. I saw her write this on another page and I said, you have to share this. We live in the boonies of Eastern Oregon where many businesses still take checks. I do craft shows and I get asked to take checks all the time. And I did a craft show in Walla Walla last week and I didn't even think to take my card reader and everyone paid with the card and I had to type in every single card. <laughs> oh my God. That's exhausting. The cool thing is it's like when you, when I used to go to the club and they'd keep a line out front and everybody would go, well, what's this line for? And they just want to go wait in line. And you probably sold more stuff because you had a big line because you were slow ass had to write, write, <laughs> type in these credit card numbers. <laughs> um, that is your question. First of all, problem. When's the time you, when's the last time you wrote a check at a store? You know, not at a store, but so, uh, Long story short, I had to refund somebody's money. It was a big mess uh, on their part, and I just decided that the 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 deposit refund was it was worth it to make them go away. So I I was like, I what do you guys take PayPal, Venmo? You know, no, just send us a check. And I was like, what? I have to find a checkbook. Hold on, <laughs> Glenn. I had to order checks <laughs> to get a check in the mail to me to then write a check. To mail out to them. And they're like, what's taking so long? And I was like, do you have stamps in your house? Do you have checks in your house? I don't. Anybody get time for that? So I had to order checks, get them. Then I had to go to the post office and buy stamps. Like, I didn't send out Christmas cards this year, so I didn't have any stamps. Because ain't nobody got time for that either. It's just that time. That's just it's my life right now. I don't have time. Uh, See, so having a business, we still have to write checks for certain things, but... Uh, you know, we don't personally. And, and and when I get to the store, like you go to the grocery store and and we live in Old Lady Central, so they all still write checks to, checks oh to grocery. God, and I'm shocked that? that they still take them. Every time I see a lady writing out a check, it's always ladies for some reason. I see a lady writing out a check and she's like 80. I'm going, they still take checks? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, there's one like one lane in the check, the, the line that has like one of those check writing stuff tables and all the they all stand in there yeah it's walmart in oklahoma come on people write checks <laughs> all right auditors hang on we'll hang around with you for a minute or two some to tell you guys and then i have a thank you to do in the auditor room too we'll get to that but uh in the meantime we're going to be here tomorrow with uh what comes up tomorrow the cha episode was a special episode we did it we, we did it on zoom too and it was a whole bunch of members of the cha called in and we talked about the holidays and what they do and stuff it was kind of different it, it 
It's fun. And that'll be tomorrow's episode. And then Wednesday, Jamie and I will be here. Thursday's the Horse Illustrated episode. And then we're off. We'll have some best ofs for you. And then we'll be back in the new year. So that's the plan for this week. Wanted to let you know. But auditors, hang on. And we'll be back after this. Spay, neuter, gelt. No update on the I know. I looked. I couldn't find one. Somebody said the reason they run away is because they're closer to them. <laughs>